Good morning. Can you hear me, right? Okay. <laughs> Good. Uh, many of you already know that I always uh, start with a song. So, uh, because it's actually it's a selfish thing because I want God's wisdom to guide me rather than my myself. Welcome, Holy Spirit. We are in your presence. Fill us with your power. Live inside of me. My dear Father, kindly fill me with your Holy Spirit so that my flesh don't talk, but you speak, Father. In Jesus' precious name, we request and thank and pray. Amen. Uh, give me a few seconds uh, so that I can connect my laptop. Maybe while Satish connect, uh, I would like to uh, tell that uh, I am not a pastor here, if anyone of you is new. Uh, I'm just uh, another uh, brother in Christ to you guys. So kindly don't see what I'm doing as a preaching. Yeah, Kindly see it as a sharing. Yeah, Because whatever you go through, I go through. And uh, at the end, uh, I'm just sharing. Um, uh, my name is Mani. Our pastor name is Eric. Uh, who is actually having a good time with his family in U.S. And uh, our elders, Les and Colin, they are not here as well. Um, so um, to tell about myself, uh, um, I used to be a Hindu. Yeah. So I am from India. So I, I am from a Hindu background. And uh, God did a great miracle for me and gave me a wife who is from a Christian background. Yeah. So took, uh, God did a lot of miracles. Normally I tell it to everyone who comes to my home. It takes nearly one hour to tell. You guys are lucky that I'm going to tell in very, <laughs> as a short one. <laughs> so, uh, so after I married Susan, um, mostly like uh, many Hindus will have this common mind of uh, like all the rivers go to the same ocean, like all the gods lead to only one God. It's a God in different forms. So in that way, they will respect all the gods. So if you go and tell about Jesus, they will respect Jesus as well. So I was in a similar mind. But since I, uh, like uh, after marrying Susan, I know that worshipping idol is not right. So I took off my idol thoughts. I know, I know there is only one God. And I, I also believe in uh, Jesus because I love God uh, from when I was small. But after uh, marrying Susan, I happened to go to churches and all those things. I always feel like uh, uh, this unnecessarily people manipulating God's word, like whoever preaching, whoever talking about God and giving sermon, they normally manipulate and I judge them. 
and uh, see where I am here now. So, um, but later on, I started to, I, I was introduced to Bible and uh, I started to read um, and I, I was able to understand God the Father. Yeah. So many, I will not say a particular person led me to God. Even Susan didn't lead me to God. I would say God himself led me to him, God through the Bible. And that's how powerful is Bible. Yeah. So it's a God the Father. Then uh, in 2015, uh, I came to Hong Kong. And uh, around 2017, uh, that's the time Eric uh, came here as a pastor. So he asked me a question about uh, what, do, uh, what do I think about Jesus? Yeah. But till that time, I didn't get the importance of understanding more about Jesus. Since he asked that question to me, then I started to learn more about Jesus. And in the last few years, uh, uh, I started to get the importance of Holy Spirit. So I learned about God the Father, then I learned about Jesus, then I learned about Holy Spirit. And all, in all these things, my mode of learning is Bible. Because basically my mind don't trust another human being. <laughs> so, um, so when I read the Bible, I, I, I started to believe in God even stronger. Because sometimes, I anal in the beginning days, I analyzed Bible to tell Susan that uh, it's law, it's not, you don't have to be like that. Uh, so you can also uh, look at the other things. So to convince her, to bring her to the common mind, where I saw Susan as a religious person, where normally I don't like to be a religious person. or uh, I feel like God is love and um, it's easy to... They don't have to go through such a difficult things in their life. Like she wakes up uh, uh, 4 a.m. in the morning, sometimes 3 a.m. and uh, spend a, a lonely time with God. They do. All, the whole family does that. When I like first married, you can suddenly if I wake up at 3 a.m., the whole family will be awake and praying. <laughs> It'll be too scary sometimes. <laughs> so um, I was thinking they don't have to do all that, but. To prove that, I try to find faults in the Bible itself. But um, you know what is the beautiful thing about Bible? You don't. It, Bible doesn't need any man to come and prove it. Bible proves itself. So, when, whatever I read, I will get the answer in another, the next few chapters, or somewhere else. Come so in some way, God will speak. For example, God say after um, so to marry Susan. I um, after like I took baptism. And um, they gave me a baptism name called Moses. Um, there was a time where we need to uh, vacate the house. That was an accommodation provided by government for Susan's father because he was working for government. So when I, we were in a desperate need to go to a new place. So that time, uh, Susan's mom and dad, they had a land. But when I went and checked the land, that place is too scary. There is no street light, and the people living around are. Uh, I felt some kind of scared to be with them. Yeah. Uh, so I told them, no, no, we let's take a proper flat and go and let's all go and stay there. Then, but they told that this is the land God gave us, and this is where we want to build our house. I don't know what decision to take. So that's the time I took the Bible in my hand. What I'm going to tell is not a good practice, yeah? But I was a baby Christian at that time, so it is fine. So, 
what i went into the uh, uh, in a in a room and uh, locked the door and i said like god i want to take a decision i don't know how to take it um then i'm just going to open the bible please show me a verse with the word give if you show the word give i will support the family and we will build the house in the land so when i open the bible the verse i got is joshua uh, chapter 21 verse 2 I wanted to add that here but I thought I may not be talking about it but I don't know why I'm talking about it right now. So in that verse it tells the Lord commanded Moses to give for dwelling. Yeah. So I just asked for the word give but the verse I got is like Lord is instructing Moses to give for their dwelling which is exactly the context is about. that's the time i was amazed to see how god can talk through bible and there are a lot of incidents happened like two neighbors gave a problem to us and there was another verse which tells do not fear about those two fire bands yeah so it's like a um, it was like then i was not fearing them so we built the house and that's how powerful god's word is but later on i tried to continue doing that opening but it becomes scarier yeah it's like um, it's like a warning to israelites like uh, i will uh, i will punish you and all those things are coming then i realized that what i am doing is not right and uh, it's not working anymore so god wanted me to spend more time with him to hear from him yeah and uh, almost 95% god spoke to me and susan through bible verses so that is why i felt when eric asked me if i can give a, a sermon according to me sharing um, so then i uh, then i said okay then i when i prayed that i then i wanted to talk about the holy bible yeah because bible plays a very very important role in my life so i thought it's good to share about it so when you look at the bible it actually written over the year of 1600 years and 40 different authors wrote it yeah um, i don't know like if if you ask me what i did 10 years ago and if i wrote anything if you ask you if you ask me to continue it now i don't think i can do it but many hundred years ago where authors timeline is like nearly like 200 years gap between the authors and they wrote at that particular time imagine that god has given some like has a bigger picture and have the puzzles and give it given it to the people over the time period different people and they only had that particular puzzle yeah so when we want when someone wanted to bring all the books together it comes then we find the bigger picture yeah that all the puzzles assembled is what bible is yeah so it flows like a history recorded in the bible i don't think any book in the world has this history that is why bible is unique though it is written by many different authors you know different time it still flows like a river it tells about what happened in the past it tells about what is happening right now it tells about what is going to happen everyone would like to have this right like we would like to know what is going to happen how we have to be prepared all that that's exactly what god given given to us there is one author uh, one of the psalmist yeah he tells when he is writing he is telling this my heart is stirred by a noble theme 
as i recite my verses for the king my tongue is the pen of a skillful writer he feels like that he feels like the holy spirit is actually making him to write something actually uh, the holy spirit was making him to write something not only him many different authors for us so i strongly believe and i recommend you should believe as well god wrote the bible through man we must read the bible according to god's perspective with the holy spirit we should not be reading bible like uh, our normal intelligence i would say because i'm not sell- telling that you have to have a, a like a uh, you do you should not be thinking intelligent or smart you should not be, i'm not telling like that but what i'm telling is that don't use a candle light to see the sun so our wisdom is so, so so small we cannot see god's perspective clearly that is why we need a different light to read the bible so in the very first few verses of genesis yeah that is the first book of the bible which tells like let there be light of course that was not sun because the other verses which tells that sun was created later so what god telling is the light so we need that light yeah we need jesus we need holy spirit to read the bible so what i'm going to do now is like a from beginning to the end of the bible i'm just going to take a walk take you through a, like walk through the bible um but of course i can't tell everything but this should cover from the beginning to the end yeah so we all know that god created everything whatever we see whatever we touch yeah he created it and you know what he wanted us to rule it he created such a beautiful creation and he wanted us to rule it but of course there was only one limit and what was the limit god wanted us to rely on him for the our knowledge about good and evil he what is right or wrong normally we take decision by ourselves but actually the original creation like god wanted us to rely on him to take the decisions like um, this is whether this is right or wrong he wanted us to take the wisdom from him and that is why the tree was kept the tree of knowledge about good and evil yeah um but what happened is that uh, there was devil and he he started to uh, deceive the man and woman yeah and how he deceived he also told the truth yeah he didn't tell a lie but he was hiding something but telling only part of it and god told when you eat the this fruit you will die on that day by that god meant that spiritually we will die but what happened that day is that when uh, satan came and spoke to adam and eve he told them like uh, when you eat that fruit you will know what is good and what is evil then you can be like god so he was actually deceiving them but later on what man did is like man trusted the evil more than god so we are supposed to be the ruler of this creation but we became the slaves slaves to who and who is the ruler of this yeah whole uh, the, the everything we see right now many people ask this question like why there are so many evil things are happening but see what jesus said um, i will no longer talk much with you for the ruler of this world is coming and he has nothing in me 
So it clearly tells that sin after that sin, it's no, no longer under our control. Yeah? But of course, God is in control over that. So, in the beginning, when Adam and Eve ate the fruit, after that, uh, there was then where land become cursed, right? That time God told Adam and Eve, and also to Satan, especially to Satan, he told like, there will be an enmity between you, that means Satan, and the woman's seed. And there will be a person who will come and crush his, Satan's head, and Satan will bruise his heel. That is a prophecy. Yeah, But if you uh, go through different chapters in the Bible up to Genesis 5, there is a genealogy. And if you read the genealogy with the Hebrew meaning, right, the names in the Hebrew meaning, if you go upside down, up top to bottom, then you will know that man is appointed mortal sorrow, but the blessed God shall come down, teaching, teaching his death shall bring despairing comfort, rest. In five chapters, it told the whole context about the Bible. Yeah? And in the beginning, God gave uh, this thing like uh, um, the Satan's head will be crushed. That's exactly what happened on the cross. And uh, the heel was bruised. That's why Jesus died on the cross. But that's not the end. Jesus rose again. Uh, I must tell a, a testimony that uh, Susan, my wife Susan, runs uh, Bright Lights. And, uh, of course, AJ comes for that as well. So, um, we got a new girl who is from a Hindu background. And uh, she came and told that she is having some disturbing thoughts. Like, uh, like uh, she's not good. She's not able to do well. A lot of disturbing thoughts as she is a teen. Yeah. But when uh, Susan taught to her about the Bible, she just started to teach her about Genesis 1 to 3, just starting from the beginning. Yeah? But last week when we spoke to her, she's telling like she's having a very clear mind. And uh, she's telling like she truly believes the God of the Bible is the real God. And how many chapters she read? Only three. First three chapters. Yeah? And she's telling like that those three chapters is enough to know that God of the Bible is the true God. And so, so three chapters can change the life of one girl. Imagine how powerful is Bible. We didn't do much, it's the Bible. Yeah. So we all know after the Noah, uh, Noah's time, uh, there was a great flood. The flood covered the whole earth, so everyone died. Only Noah and Noah's family were left. So... Here, uh, I'm not taking that verse from the Old Testament, but I'm taking the first uh, um, verse from the New Testament, just for like normally when everyone, when, it, uh, when we try to explain the Noah's flood time, we explain through the Genesis verse, which is an Old Testament, but I'm talking from the New Testament, yeah? To show, to show how like um, one part of the Bible supports another part of the Bible, yeah? And here it says that, and did not spare the ancient world, but saved Noah, one of eight people, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood on the world of ungodly. So in this time, approximately, it, it took 75 years for to Noah to finish building the ark. And of course, people would have heard Noah, telling that Noah was a preacher of righteousness. Noah would have told them that there is going to be a great flood. But nobody believed him. Yeah? Result, 
only eight people were saved at that time. Imagine the, the whole world, millions would have died, right? Then uh, only eight were saved. After that, so if you, but in the current world, we know Jesus died for us and we were all saved through cross. And cross has the potential to save the whole world. So normally when we talk about uh, Noah's Ark story, right? Not only Noah's Ark, we have Jonah's story and uh, we have a lot of other stories. People tell that it's difficult. It's uh, looking, uh, it, we cannot believe it. It doesn't look believable, yeah? Some of the Bible stories, when we, when we tell to un unbelievers, they feel like it's not believable. But we must understand what, this Bible is written from God's perspective. And what, read, uh, I just wanted to pick a few verses to tell what is what should be our mindset? Yeah, the teaching about the cross seems foolish to those who are lost, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. As the scriptures saying, "I will destroy the wisdom of the wise; I will confuse the understanding of the intelligent." So, we, when we read Bible, we should read it with our with a humble heart. In that way, we will definitely understand what Bible tells. But if you try to find big problems, big issues with the Bible, consider taking up the worldly knowledge, like what uh, so-and-so told and using that to apply for the Bible, I don't think it is needed. Because Bible is more powerful, though it is a, it's a small book, but it has a potential to teach us anything. Another thing says, like other verse says, like, but God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. He chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. Another proverb says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. He shall direct your paths. It's very clear. If we, if we acknowledge him in all our ways, he will direct our paths. And if we move on to the next story, so then after the Noah's uh, incident, um, God picked up a group of people uh, from Abraham, uh, Jacob, Jacob's family. Then God named them Israelites. And they were under the slavery uh, under Egypt for nearly 400 years. And God freed them uh, with great miracles. And uh, God led them to promised land. But, you know how many people left uh, Egypt? I mean, when, they, when they're coming out of slavery, do you know how many people uh, came out of slavery? 600 men. Only men alone, not including women and children. Yeah. But do you know how many people enter the promised land? Only two. When people coming out of the slavery, they would have thought like all the slavery, everything is over. Like they're kind of going into heaven yeah, with this mindset. But at the end, uh, only two of them enter the promised land. Of course, new generations enter the promised land. But the people who came out of slavery... They, out of them, only two entered. Their children and children's children were entering promised land. That's a different story. But the people who are having this hope when they come out of slavery, only two of them entered the promised land. I was thinking what really happened, right? So because it's like us, we believed in Jesus and we are, of course, you are here because you know through Jesus we have the salvation, right? Like we are out of our slavery we came out of our sins and we came to Jesus and we are waiting to go to heaven. Yeah, But they, uh, the slaves, 
the people israelites who came out of slavery would have had the similar mindset like us but what really happened so again there's another sam which tells and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand today if you will hear his voice do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion as in the day of the trial in the wilderness when your fathers tested me they tried me though they saw my work for 40 years i was grieved with that generation and said it's a people who go astray in their hearts and they do not know my ways so i swore in my wrath they shall not enter my rest god clearly tells why they were not entering the promised land it's because in our heart we are prone to go astray in our heart is easy for us to get distracted we need a focused way we need a we need a way to walk jesus said i am the way so here in the current world we all know that jesus is the way to go to heaven in this verse it says that i am the door if anyone enters by me he will be saved will go in and out and find pasture we have cross again it has the potential to take whole world to heaven right so what the previous incident that um, the slave the slaves out of egypt right what that that whole the story what it teaches us that we have to be careful yeah we have to care like of course the israelites got saved from the slavery and they crossed the red sea and um, god is with them so they were happy and entering but they had this heart of uh, towards other old sins the old ways like they were complaining about uh, uh, in egypt you would have get caught some nice spices yeah they were complaining like that and they wanted meat to eat lot of different complaints and that's why god uh, god was kind of wary about uh, what they were doing so in our current time after being saved after being born again after accepting jesus how we can make sure that we will be entering heaven of course there is a verse which tells the holy spirit who started the good work in us will make sure that we will say jesus christ in the day of coming but the holy spirit's work is started in you or not is the question and how you can find it out as our brother uh, colin was teaching last week he told that all we have to do is like of course he didn't mean he, he quoted a verse from uh, uh, bible which tells that you uh, you should love god with all your heart so you can ask this question to yourself do you really love god with all your heart when i when i was uh, loving susan i wanted to find lot of information about her yeah of course because i want to know more about her i want to see her um where where she was working for hewlett packard and uh, every week i go and uh, stand outside the office to just to see if, if i can see her yeah but that's what the love does when you really love god you will know that you love him so others don't have to tell anything about it you yourself will know that do you if you truly love god and again coming back to this how we can make sure that um, we will enter heaven yeah again bible says 
Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It clearly says, the word of God which God has given us is the lamp for our feet, is a light for our path. In John, uh, it is written like that. In the book of John, it is written like this. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. You can see that word became flesh. It clearly represents, this verse talks about Jesus. So the word of God represents Jesus. And also, you should, as I told before, the Bible speaks. Yeah, The Bible speaks for itself. In this verse which tells that, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. When we share about God to others, when we talk about the Bible, God with others, it, this verses are double-edged sword. As I speak to you now, it's shaping up me as well as I hope it shapes you as well. Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. So we know, word represents Jesus. And Jesus is telling here that unless we eat the flesh of Jesus and drink his blood, we have no life. That means if we, if we don't read Bible regularly and spend time with God, that means when you read Bible, you are feeding your soul. Yeah? Of course, the food we eat is for our flesh, but for our soul, we need to give the food by by reading the Bible, you are feeding to your soul. And also, if you want to know about the person whom you love so much, how do you know, like, how do you know about God? You can know about God through Bible. And Bible clearly says, the word is the lamp unto our feet. And the next verse is very serious one. Now we are in the last book of the Bible, yeah? And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Of course, if you have life, you will be in the book of life. And Jesus said, who are not, not eating the flesh of son of man and drink his blood have no life. That means we are not in the book of life if you don't do this. So that's how serious it is, yeah? And See, I'm doing this for nearly 12 years, um, faithfully doing it for 10 years. <laughs> so it's not boring. It's very interesting. Sometimes when I take Bible, when I time, spend time with God, sometimes it feels like uh, before starting the prayer or uh, reading Bible, it will, I will feel sleepy or something. But when I start doing it, it's very interesting. See, as by Jesus clearly told, the ruler of this world will not let you to spend time with God. But once you start it, once you take one step towards it, you will know that it's not a boring thing at all. It's very interesting. And uh, being with God, seeing everything through God is very, very, 
like the god who created heaven and earth will be there with you to support you in your day to day life yeah in everything you face in your life that's how precious is bible yeah and we can understand more about that particular person like god has a personality yeah how do we know what personality god is and that is why god given us bible then you will know the moment the good work started in you you definitely you will recognize it that the good work is started in you and once it is started definitely god will finish it you will be entering heaven without any question once the good work is started yeah so all you need to check is like did that good work start in you so when uh, eric asked me f- uh, to share today um i want i was excited to do it but i wa- i don't want to simply come and talk about something miracles in the bible and great things i want to share something real yeah i wanted to say a real time miracle to you guys so what i did like um when i when i went home that day susan was susan and our, our helper auntie they were talking about uh, this plant in our home uh, which is a curry leaf plant um sister jessica gave it as a gift to susan and we were we were keeping it for nearly one year one and a half years in fact so that plant was not growing at all it was the same height and susan told like uh, it started to die and it susan felt very sad yeah so i thought it could be an opportunity yeah there's a verse which tells this death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it and indulge it will eat its fruit and bear the consequences of their words it tells that whatever the words we speak it has life if you curse someone though you may not see it that curse is still that if you speak with the words of life it has life of course but i wanted to use this verse yeah so what i did is that from that day onwards i started to pray i don't i want to tell the good words to that uh, plant and uh, like a not continuously but the day or the other i was trying to um, speak good words to it this is a sample video yeah oh looks like the audio is not there yeah but i will tell actually what i'm telling is like you are a god's creation <laughs> and uh, it's not clear but after sometimes susan will zoom it yeah i was trying to tell it that you are a god's creation and god will make you more beautiful yeah that's the plant you know what happened any guess no guess huh <laughs> no the it actually is a twist in the story it fully died after after two months it fully died and actually i was waiting for this miracle for this particular day yeah and it died fully it broke my heart and it broke susan's heart well we were hoping something else um, and uh, even uh, susan and the uh, helper auntie they, they were trying to take that plant and they wanted to put a new plant there and see this is actually 
when I sit in my, my, I have a white sofa at home. That's where we, I sit and pray in the morning. It's, I told Susan to keep it in front of me. <laughs> but in spite, despite of all the things, it died. Yeah. So what I did is like, uh, so they wanted to change it. But I told Susan, and uh, uh, don't change it. Yeah. Let it be like that. Even if it is like that, um, God, is, God is able to give it life. That's what I told. But after, uh, it's, for, after two months, it died. Yeah? Um, in November 1st, Ethan came and told me, Daddy, Daddy, come and see. You know what, he, what I saw there? I saw a new plant. And you know what? I couldn't believe it. I, because for one and a half years, the plant is like that. There is no seed in the ground. Only when the plant grown, we, we would have thought something like you would have put something on the ground back and the new plant would have... Some, out of nowhere, there was a new plant. And I, I couldn't believe it's the same curry leaf plant. So I left it like that. Because I thought it could be a mustard seed, some seed and some plant. And after one week, I started to see the leaf. Again, I couldn't believe, so I took the phone and used this Google lens to see what plant is that. <laughs> then you know what? It told it's a curry tree. And this is the latest of that curry tree. See? But the point here is, the Bible is true. And what Bible tells is true. And this plan came out of nowhere. And you know what? There's a verse for this as well. In Job it tells, a dried, dead plant will get a new life when it smells the water in the air, it seems. It is written in Bible. And from its root, there will be a new life. Who knows? There could be, it could be coming out of that old tree's root. Uh, but I don't, I don't have courage to open and check. <laughs> so, you may have... So, today, whatever I told, some part may look scary, but it is very serious. Yeah? It's like a patient who have... A, we are like patients who have, like a, a, have some disease... And the Bible gives us a cure. It tells about Jesus and why he died for us. Yeah. So you may not have this, may not be reading Bible very often or not spending enough time with God. But I think it's today is a good day to start it so that you will get a new life. And the life Jesus gives is amazing. Yeah. I will be a mad person if I keep telling this. I always tell to like uh, every people, but some people may think that I, I am religious, but uh, the truth is I want you to have similar life, like a happy life. Yeah. So there will be some difficulties and things, but you will know what is happening around you. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. When a problem comes, you know there's a problem. You will see the problem clearly. And uh, the thing is like you will have the peace that passes all the understanding. That is the gift Jesus gives. And nobody can give you that. So that's it. Um, let's pray. My dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this miracle that you have done for all of us here, Father. I know you will give us a new life any second of our day, Father. Kindly touch our hearts, Father. Kindly fill us with your Holy Spirit, Father. Kindly help us not to lean on our own wisdom, but lean on your wisdom, Father, as you intend to create in the day of creation. 
Kindly help us to rely on you, Father. Kindly help us to know your personality. Kindly help us to know you more, Father. In Jesus' precious name, we request and thank and pray. Amen.